Hello, everyone. This is your host, Mel Wallace, and we'd like to welcome you to another episode of Start, Run, Grow. This is where we talk about a range of topics to help entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs and startups to set and achieve their entrepreneurial goals. Because we understand that a strong and successful small business will build a strong and successful community. And strong communities builds a strong nation. So let's get started to help you reach the next level of success in your small business. Let's start, run, and grow together. Hey guys, this is Mel Wallace, your host for Start, Run, Grow. And we wanna thank you again for listening to another episode of the SRG Smart Brief. Millions of small businesses, millions, don't sell online. It's time to make the move. I think if we all reflect back over the last year or so, the pandemic has helped push e-commerce retail sales well above $200 billion. As a matter of fact, uh, this is a 30% increase over the previous quarter, according to the Commerce Department. Millions upon millions of shoppers are clearly comfortable with buying stuff online. Still, only half of U.S.-based small businesses even have websites, according to one estimate. And even fewer uh, of these websites or even a fewer of these businesses actually sell their products online. So expanding into e-commerce may seem a bit daunting, particularly for a small and micro business, but things have really uh, become much easier to adapt this strategy into your small business mix. And this, of course, could be something that can help offset the physical store sales that have declined due to the pandemic, right? And that's the message, you know, from the brick and mortar business that they've already made the leap uh, from e-commerce software providers uh, and getting away from more of that brick and mortar shop. Now, on the Internet, a tiny startup can sell to customers all over the world, most of them who they would never likely reach you know, by any means. They will never even meet these people. The news about this or the good news about this is that they don't have to invest into multiple store locations. They don't have to invest into this gigantic inventory warehouse to be able to sell their products, goods, or services. Okay. Because of e-commerce, you can be located in a small town in South Carolina and find customers living in Japan, France, uh, the Middle East, for example, or even here in the local community. So for little or no cost, a simple online store can actually test marketing mix strategies without having to have a brick and mortar retail space. Think about it, folks. Having a, a blog or a discussion board, these are perfect forums for testing ideas and getting feedback from other entrepreneurs. Even if you decide to sell online, a, a promotional website can be a terrific marketing tool that can provide pre and post sale information to your customers. All right. So over the next couple of weeks or episodes, we want to focus on a series of five smart briefs. We're going to give you five smart briefs that will be around the topic of e-commerce. So today we want to talk about planning your first website, planning your first website. 
Now, when we talk about planning your first website or building a, a website or web-based business, there's a couple of things that you have to consider. This is the same thing we, we've talked about previously about creating almost like a business plan, right? So in this discussion of creating a, a website, as you begin to plan this, here's a couple of things you want to address. Number one, what are your short-term and long-term business objectives? Uh, what's the attractiveness of the target market? What's the market you're trying to hit? Okay. What's your marketing mix, right? Uh, you have to understand who your competitors are, but most importantly, what's the problem you're solving or what is the actual need of the customer that you're meeting? Okay. You also want to be able to take some type of introspective look. What are the, some of the strengths and weaknesses of your small business? And probably the most important thing here at the end of the day, right, is your budget. Now, the budget question is an important one because there's a wide range of costs for website development. You know, even personally, you know, I have built my own websites in the past for some of those business uh, endeavors I've gone after. And I've also paid thousands of dollars for websites. Um, so it can be, you know, kind of both ends of the spectrums, depending on your needs and, and those of your customers. So you have to be able to uh, either consider launching your own website. Basically, that's that's free and there's multiple services out there where you can do most of the work yourself. Or if you really need to invest and hire a professional web designer and, and spend hundreds, thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars to do so. So the first step that you have to take and when you talk about, hey, I want to get a website, I want to get into this e-commerce, I want to take advantage of the market uh, and be able to sell my goods, my services over the internet, right? First thing that you have to do is to register your domain name. Register your domain name. Now, your domain name is the address your, wipes, your website rather is known for, okay? So that's what's called a domain name. Now, when you type in a, a domain name into the address window of your internet browser, the browser loads the site and it displays it on the screen. Now, a domain name can be made up of 67 characters, okay? And it can include uh, different types of suffix, such as, you know, .com or .net. Um, there's, there's literally, there's hundreds of suffix that follow the domain name uh, that make things available. Um, and, and the neat thing about this, the only allowable characters that can make up a domain name are letters, numbers, hyphens, and periods. The neat thing about uh, the, the, or I guess the point to consider when we talk about domain names, make sure I get this right, is that it can't contain spaces. It can't contain spaces. Now, there's kind of a, a, a governing board or an entity. It's called ICANN, I-C-A-N-N. -N. This is a nonprofit uh, body that oversees the addressing conventions on the Internet. Now, this is the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers. That's what I-C-A-N-N -N stands for. Their job is just to make sure that they monitor and, 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 and kind of balance these things out purely on the domain names that exist on the internet. Now, of course, you know, the uh, controversial new scheme um, that has been kind of in the, in the talks over the last couple of years will allow hundreds 
of generic domain names like .eco or .nyc or .food um, to also be part of this conversation. And again, you can get more information about this through the, uh, the website www.ican.org and they can give you uh, information on what the suffix can be for your particular domain name. Now, before you register your domain name, okay, think very carefully about the name you want. All right, think very carefully about the name you want because the reality is you may have to live with it for, you know, for a very long time after you, you know, get everything set up. So you should choose the name that's meaningful, uh, that's descriptive of your small business, that's easy to remember, and that's unique, okay? Now, consider this. The longer you have a domain name, the higher your ratings from the search engines and listing sources will be. So again, you don't want to keep changing domain names every other month. You want to be able to have something that not just represents your business now, but where it may or will be in the future. Okay. Now, once you've created a list of, of possible domain names, and I would suggest you sit down uh, with yourself, if you, you know, if it's you and some other partners, um, or just run it by maybe some of your mentors or someone that could advise you, you come up with a list of domain names that reflect your business. Okay. Now, once you kind of go through the exercise and you're ready to register uh, the domain name that you best like, um, and, and just as a side note, a lot of these ISP, Internet Service Providers, will register a domain uh, name uh, for you. Now, you know, again, I, I don't uh, endorse any of these groups, but for example, uh, GoDaddy is, is a great one um, that we have used personally over the years. And you could go through the whole process and register your domain name directly through the GoDaddy website. All right. Um, but however you decide to get there, uh, this ISP can register it. Um, you could use websites like a GoDaddy, or you can register it yourself through, uh, you know, one of their websites. Now, as a branding and marketing tactic, it's a good idea to use your domain name as part of your email address, okay? So, for example, um, the domain name www.glassworks.com, you know, could yield the email address of mel at glassworks.com, right? And, of course, as you set this up, your, your site hosts will be able to help you with this. Why is that important? So what this does, it keeps things consistent. It lets people know that you are a professional organization. Uh, I, I think we all can make, you know, judgments on, on, on businesses when, you know, hey, we're, we're the best of what we do. We have the greatest product. We have the greatest service. But then when you ask the person, the account manager or the owner of the business to give you their email address, it's, it's a, you know, uh, a Gmail address, you know, Bob Smith glassware at gmail.com. There's nothing wrong with having a Gmail account, but those are typically for consumers and not for businesses, right? So again, you want to be able to take that in consideration. And um, I think the other part of this is that uh, you, you want to be aware, all right, of possible double meanings of your domain name. For example, uh, you know, maybe the name uh, could mean something, you know, in your local community, but maybe it could mean something even in a different community. It could have a double meaning, right? So, um, you know, or using domain names that have hyphens. Um, you want to make things extremely simple. You want to make things extremely simple. Let me give an example. There's a site called Experts Exchange. 
experts exchange, right? Now, they had to learn this lesson the hard way, okay? Because they realized that there was more than one way of reading uh, their domain name uh, of www.expertsexchange.com, okay? So what they've done, they've gone back and fixed this. So today their domain name is, of course, uh, experts-exchange.com. They wanted to be specific in who they were, and that's how they were able to adjust that. So the other thing that you uh, would, would do in, in planning your first website, and we've talked about registering your domain, the thing that you want to be able to do is spend some time on researching sites, okay, researching sites online. It's just like when you created your small business, you looked or hopefully you did some type of competitive analysis where you're looking and you're trying to identify the competitors in your local market. Well, it's the same concept that you want to be able to spend time online uh, and, 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 and begin to plan your website and look for other groups that may be similar to yours, but also study how people have their website set up. For example, you know, which online stores are easy to use and, and why are they easy to use? You know, which online sites are not easy to use or not customer friendly, right? Um, as you begin to do your research, and I would write these things down that we have some examples. You know, you want to be able to look at websites that are visually appealing. You want to be able to look at websites um, that load quickly, right? Why? Because these give you basically gives you different ideas that you can use as you begin to develop your own website. Now, as a general rule, the best websites, you know, from a design standpoint, they use very, very clean designs. They have simple graphics and they load very, very quickly, right? I would say this is kind of the, the big three that you would want to have in your website. Now, we all can get creative. I think we all want to be able to show the world who we are and how creative we are. But using very, very elaborate frames and multiple browser windows or streaming media, you know, on your website can actually crash browsers, you know, and frustrate your visitors. Why is that important? Well, a frustrated visitor that comes to your site and doesn't have a good, what we call um, a CX, uh, or UX, uh, a user experience or a customer experience, right? They very rarely will return to the site for a second look. So it's something to consider, okay? So as you're deciding on the design elements and the functionality you want on your website, all right, I wanna give you some questions that you should also consider. There's a couple of things you should also consider in your website development process. Number one is, who are your target customers? Who are your target customers, right? And why would they visit your site? These are the questions that you want to be able to ask yourself. So if you have a group of people that are working with you on creating this website, or if you're doing this yourself on one of the free website uh, programs or applications or, or, or uh, what's the word, um, platforms that are out there, you want to be able to ask yourself these questions, okay? And the reason, because you want to be as objective and see things from the user point of view or the customer's point of view, rather than your own personal likes and dislikes, right? So another question you want to be able to ask yourself is what level of technology skills, right, are required to navigate through your site? In other words, 
Is your site so technical where people have to click on different hyperlinks and do all those different kinds of things to actually get to the information that they need, right? And again, you know your customers that you're trying to, to, to connect with and you know uh, what you're trying to communicate to them. So the question is, you know, will your target customer have the knowledge and skill to operate or to function or to navigate your site? All right. Point number three, what colors, what fonts, what design elements are most appropriate for your business? Okay. Now, again, this is all about your own personal design, I guess, as you put these thoughts together, you know, is, are you going to go after some type of colorful palette uh, of, of, you know, of design? Are you going to have more of a playful um, or artistic uh, design of your website? Or is it going to be more business kind of black and white straightforward, right? The thing is, this all has to tie back to the first point we identified is who's your customer, right? You want to make sure that your website reflects uh, what your customer base would expect. Here's another one. How much time and money can you afford to spend on your website? Remember, you know, not only is the website development, but it's also the maintenance. It's also possible upgrades in the future. So you have, want to be able to, to, to at least consider the different budgets that are involved. And here's the other one is, is how quickly do you need to get your website up and running? And I guess kind of a, a B question or B clause to that question would be, you know, should you sacrifice some of the complexity or, or the expensive features that you uh, may want to have on the website just for the time being, right, in order to get the web presence uh, that you are looking for right away? Okay, so again, this this is totally up to you as the business owner. And the last point here is how often do you need to change the information on your website? Why is this important? You may need to, uh, you know, to have uh, different dates for services or locations. Maybe you have different products that you want to feature. And from time to time, different seasons, different weeks, different mixes, uh, marketing mixes, you want to be able to change or update the information on your website which means you want a website that's easy for you as the person that's managing it to navigate uh, through the site. So just bear this in mind, you know, that when a, a kind of an off the shelf site, you know, may get you up and running quickly, you know, particularly if you're using one of these free platforms, um, something you can do yourself in a couple of hours. The, the downside to that or the con to that is that you may have to redo it completely when your business grows. Okay, so for this reason and this reason alone, it may be wise to consider your future plans and design something your business can actually grow into. Hey, we want to thank you for being part of another SG Smart Brief. And we can't do this. We can't do this without you, the listener, right? Check us out on our website at startrungrowpodcast.com. Or if you want to get in touch with us, drop us an email at info at startrungrowpodcast.com. You can also find us on all major platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others, right? But what's most important about this, when you go to or however you listen to us, please subscribe because our, our, our production team and our producer definitely would appreciate your subscriptions. But more importantly, we want you to be able to share this information with others. So until next time, Always keep moving forward. We want to say thanks to our sponsors, Exilium Community Development Corporation. But most importantly, we want to say thank you to you, our listener, 
We appreciate you hanging out with us today. And remember, this is the place where we can talk about the most relevant terms as it relates to small and micro businesses. But we also want to share information, gain information, and inspire each other. Please visit our website at startrungrowpodcast.com to subscribe. SRG family, remember, your current situation does not determine your future success. Again, I'm your host, Mel Wallace, and we can't wait to strategize with you next time. Until then, thanks. Thanks.